Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 85 of the Galactic Dads podcast. Of course, we're your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. They can include bits of dad advice for any of your daddy issues. We like to talk comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and whatever else strikes us is worthy to talk about. Uh, today, that's going to include um, what to do when you're sick and your kids are sick. We'll go over a couple <laughs> of our favorite TV shows. There were some finales we want to talk about, including Book of Boba and Peacemaker. And then, of course, we'll talk about No Way Home's release date, which was announced today, and Batman's big IMAX premiere that the Galactic Dads are going to next week. So we'll talk about those things, plus a little bit of video game news from Laser Eric, and B, of course, has your comics. That's me. Uh, So we'll get into those, but of course, I want to tell you who's here with me. You know my voice. I am B. I am back again, but I am joined by Laser Eric. What's going on, big man? Man, I'll tell you what, I am just ecstatic to be here. How about you? I am just really excited to be here. Uh, Anytime that we get to do some podcasting is a good time for me. And we've got some exciting stuff to talk about today. That's true. We really do. And, you know, it's funny because I sit here and say I'm happy to be here like I'm not sitting in my kitchen. But still. I know. know. (laughs) That's okay. We we got so much good stuff to to talk about. So much good stuff that's happened in the past week or two that, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's awesome. No, you're absolutely right. And as such, I don't think we should wait. I think we should just dive right in. Uh, but before we do any of that, we have to talk, of course, about the beers of the week. Mm-hmm. And I will go ahead and let you get started with that, big man. All right, man. All right. So I am starting out with from Center Ice Brewing Company. I picked this one on purpose. It's a Center Ice Brewing Company out of St. Louis, Missouri. Their brew pub was downtown. And I say was because it just shut down last week. They uh, Their lease went up and they chose not to renew it. Oh, that's um, rough. Yeah, it stinks. I mean, they're still going to be selling beer out of the stores, but the brew pub is gone. So uh, rest in peace to the brew pub. But uh, tonight I am drinking from Center Ice Brewing Company, the Cake Eater Turtle Pastry Stout. Uh, stout brewed with milk, sugar, and added cacao nibs, caramel, and pecans. I always mess up that cacao why can't they just call it cocoa or something but um, yeah this is definitely a chocolate cake in your mouth um it's you know it's pretty good it's 8.6 by volume kind of a heavy drink it's a little little extra sweet for my taste but the important thing is it's gonna keep you warm on a cold night well that's important that's important absolutely keeping me warm on this cold night i'm glad you asked i'm getting right to it uh, I'm actually doing something a little different, but oddly enough, still the same. Uh, I'm going the mixed beverage route. Uh, I'm doing the Four Roses, which, of course, uh, we know I prefer for the cheap bourbon that still has a pretty good flavor and punch. Uh, although today I mixed it with Dr. Pepper because I wanted okay. some of those 23 extra flavors and uh, it definitely delivers. It's a very tasty beverage. Uh, I don't think there's much more we really need to talk about because we know how it's going to go after about two or three of these bad boys. <laughs> That's awesome. I got to say, I'm, I'm proud of you for keeping it low calorie for as long as you have uh, yeah. this year. I know we've talked about that a bunch of times and 
I, uh, well, over the weekend, I drank enough beer for both of us and about 16 other people. So, uh, you know, there's always that. But uh, but you're definitely doing a really good job with the uh, the mixed drinks and keeping the, at least the caloric intake under control. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, although I do miss some of these beer flavors. So I'll probably get back on that wagon in, in a little while. Well, anyways, speaking of uh, what happens when you drink too many of these beers, you get a little sick. And I don't know if any of you know this, but I was sick uh, last week. Uh, which put a wrench mm-hmm. in the plans of a new podcast. So I'm glad we got this one going on. But uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit, and we're going to get right into those daddy issues. So stick around. Let's do it. All right. Uh, We definitely are getting into those daddy issues. I had a lot of fun over the last week. Um, As a parent, I've discovered something brand new that I never thought I would um, really experience because it just doesn't occur to you till it happens. Uh, I was on my hands and knees uh, with excrement coming out of both ends. I was just a Mississippi mud sprinkler just, just all over. Uh, I felt like an exorcism was being performed and the demons were coming out. It was horrific. Uh, And the problem with it was when I got in the car to drive home from work, I just felt like my stomach was full. Like I had a little indigestion and lunch wasn't going anywhere. I was just kind of like, oh, I I just feel full. And then I picked the kids up and my daughter said, I don't feel good. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's get you home. Uh, And then... By the time I was turning down the street to get to my house, my mouth was watering. And oh, I was like, man. uh-oh, this is a problem. Uh, so I pull up to the house, get in the garage, get the kids in the house. I'm just doing like a, an unstrap and slap on the couch as I move. And as I'm going, I hear my wife who beat me home. Usually she beats me home anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Not at home. She just beats me home. And then she uh, was being sick. I could hear that. And I, I went in the bathroom and I had, uh, first I just thought I could sit down and deal with it. And I did. That was incredibly horrific. Uh, and then by the time I stood up, it was time to turn around and puke. And by the time I was done puking, my, my year and a half old stride in next to me and was looking at me weird. And he had a full diaper. Uh, so I had to oh. change a poop diaper. And as I was doing that, I was sealing him up with the clean diaper and my daughter walked in and said, dad, I don't feel good. And then started to puke. So, uh, with my other hand, I placed it on the back of her head as if she were a suspect. I was placing in the back of a cop car as I directed her to the toilet and she, (laughs) God bless her. She did not puke anywhere, but in that toilet. Oh, Uh, that's good. So she puked and I was holding her hair, um, which was weird. And then as soon as she was done, I flushed. And I looked at her. And she had tears running down her face. And I felt, you know, I really felt for her because I knew exactly what she was going through. And I said, mm-hmm. honey, are you okay? And she said, yeah. And I said, good. And then I moved her slightly to the right and leaned forward and threw up too. Oh, man. That sucks. And then it just did not stop. Like, it kept going. Oh, that's crazy. You know, and then I felt bad. But you still got to take care of your kids. And that's the new mm-hmm. level that I was not prepared for. Nobody prepares you for that when they say hey you're gonna have kids they don't say and when you're sick it doesn't matter you still have to make sure that they're okay 
yeah. even though all you want to do is just lay in the fetal position on the cool tile of the bathroom floor and pray for it to stop. But you're like, no, got to take care of this one and that one. And uh, it, it was entertaining. I don't think entertaining is the uh, is the word that I would use, but I understand where you're coming from. I, we've we've been there before. I've I've been fortunate enough. I've never been the one laying on the floor when it's happened, but I know that Steph has. It was horrific. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, I can I can only imagine the uh, the discomfort and trying to to uh, you know get everything done that you have to do because you're right. It the full-time job of taking care of the little ones does not stop and when like in the case of you know in the case of your two being you know five and and one they don't necessarily know how to communicate what's going on quite as well and the five-year-old's getting a little better at it but then yes and the little one he's just kind of like your guess is as good as mine let's do this (laughs) right right good luck i'm the wild card (laughs) (laughs) You know, at least like, you know, in my house with Logan, if he's not feeling well, he can at least communicate why um, and what he's got going on with, you know, with B, it's, it's, you know, better. He, he's gotten more, you know, recently uh, he, he's started the, the, my stomach, you know, he'll tell us when his stomach hurts and stuff. And, and when he tells us, I think about 50% of the time, his stomach really hurts. And I think another 50% of the time he just doesn't want to eat and he wants a snack instead you know i know that happen, i know that but... game i know that game oh, yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm not hungry can i have a, an oreo no no oh yeah dude, dude like i'm not like that i'm 38 years old but like yeah i'm not hungry for lunch i'm gonna eat these pretzels though like, come yeah on. <laughs> i'm not that guy i'm more of that i'm not hungry for lunch or dinner i'm gonna drink about six beers though so don't yeah don't worry about go. that i'll get my <laughs> calories there you go. So is uh, is everybody in your house on the uh, on the uptick now? We are. Everybody is healthy. Uh, it was Good. it was interesting though because the very next morning, uh, and now that I tell the story in hindsight, I think I have a clue as to what happened. But the next morning, everybody woke up. We were all kind of still not feeling okay, and then mm-hmm. you know everybody took a nap. And when my daughter woke up from her nap, both her eyes looked like somebody bare ass farted on her pillow. Just. Oh both no. eyes pink like, oh no and somehow crusted already too like it just came out of nowhere and so Ugh. uh fortunately my wife was able and smart enough i was like god we gotta go urgent care jesus uh i don't even feel like leaving the house but my wife just she's no i'll call the pediatrician and have them send something to the pharmacy and i was like god bless you you intelligent beautiful majestic <laughs> creature and so she did that and they you know they filled it no problem and we got picked up and started drops that afternoon which was great um but both her eyes cleared up almost immediately after the first dose it took i think two doses and then she was clearing up just fine Um, oh good that's not terrible yeah i was wondering where the hell she got pink eye from and then as i told the story that i shoved her head into the toilet i had freshly decimated um although that's not fair though, because I bleached that thing down after I was done. Like you could have eaten out of this thing. I was just like, this <laughs> thing's not okay. It needs to be Cloroxed, Lysoled, bleached. I'm talking seat, rim, under rim, you know, where people get the water stains, all that stuff. Super clean. Oh, yeah. So I'm yeah, not sure the, the whole shebang. Yeah, I'm not sure where she picked up the pink eye. Had That's to be from crazy. that bathroom though. It would it was a travesty in there. Yeah, you would think because typically daycares and, and 
stuff like that like if she was you know at well she stays home doesn't she um now she goes to daycare but she on it was a monday and she'd been okay. with us all weekend and she doesn't go to daycare on friday either she goes tuesday wednesday thursday so and she yeah, didn't pick it up friday she didn't pick it up saturday or sunday that we're aware of and it didn't show up with symptoms till tuesday so i assume she had to have picked it up monday but she was home all day yeah that would make sense i mean typically if a daycare has one one instance of pink eye they are sounding every siren from here to new york about it oh yeah uh, and she just because of how contagious it is yeah it's i mean pink eye is the type of um affliction i guess we'll call it to when you get it you immediately get the stink eye from everyone around you like you are leper right. number one uh and and her school's really good about you know every you know we've had a cough in the the room whatever this week and <laughs> I'm like oh that's over information but okay um, yeah but they're really good about it and they had no instances there which if there was a place that pink eye would run through like wildfire it would be a daycare you know, absolutely yes those if kids, there is an illness out there a daycare is going to transmit it yeah those kids essentially might as well give each other butterfly kisses all day like it would just <laughs> run rampant through that place right and there's nothing you can do to avoid it no no literally so i mean that's fun uh but that's <laughs> resolved and fortunately um good i'm gonna knock on this wood like bruno here she was the only one in the house that got it oh good which was amazing I think we're in yeah. the clear now because um, I really think if Kent would, was going to get, he really would have gotten it already. So glad that that's over and that, yeah. that wraps it up for my daddy issues. That was just something I was not issue, uh, ready for. No. And, and, you know, just like you said, the, the work does not stop. You no, know, you can, it does not. You can do some things to try to make it easier on yourself, but, but at the end of the day, you still gotta, you still gotta do it. I just honestly, I I feel like maybe that's community service, good karma. I don't know, but my kids were well cared for even while I was was on the. That's you know, my wife didn't escape it either. One of the times I was glued in the restroom, she was out just trying to give Kent a bottle. She had to stop in the kitchen to throw up in the sink. Oh no! <laughs> and I just all she heard from the hallway bathroom was, "Turn on the garbage disposal." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Chinese restaurant y'all went to, you might not go there again. No, actually, honestly enough, for lunch on that Monday, I had a uh, Whopper from Burger King. And I don't think the Whopper had anything to do with it um, because otherwise the whole family would not have been decimated. It would have been no, just me. No. But that Whopper coming back up, I might not eat at Burger King uh, for the next like five years. Like it is def- it's obviously no fault of their own. It just something happens when food comes back out of you and you're just like oh no yeah no. oh yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely you don't ever want to see it again mm-mm, mm-mm. but as a on the plus side i did get to catch up with some tv uh while i was laid laid out with all this sickness so we should probably talk about that you know i think we should talk about the tv for sure all right let's move on to something new let's do it <laughs>
All right. So this past week, uh, we finished up. Uh, we had two finales on some really popular TV shows mm-hmm. uh, right now. The first finale that we got was the season finale to The Book of Boba, uh, mm-hmm. which was actually really entertaining. I kind of wanted to call this show by a different name, uh, but we'll get into that. So anybody who is a fan of the show knows that we dive deep into particular uh, series and episodes, and we're going to lay out some spoilers. So if by some miracle you haven't seen The Book of Boba or finished it yet, uh, you might want to walk away now. Uh, and go to the next segment that we will uh, we'll put the timestamp in the show notes for you. So, so go mm. check those out. Uh, but if you're still here now, get ready. We are diving in. So, Laser Eric, I know you watched it. Yeah, was I there, sure did. What was the biggest surprise to you in this particular episode? Well, so the first thing I'm going to say is that this show got a lot of flack and, you know, for, you know, later not having Boba as involved and, I remember saying, I don't remember if I said it on the show or not, but I remembered saying there's no way that they're not building towards something. Mm-hmm. And I was right. And I told y'all. And um, I, the, the thing that most impressed me with the, the finale, and I loved the last episode. I thought it was excellent. Oh, it was a um, lot of fun, too. It was good. Yeah, it, it, that you hit the nail on the head. It was just, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a blast. It's what I like to watch Star Wars for. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, I was really impressed with the episode, how they brought everybody together. Um, the biggest surprises from the episode for me, um, I guess, I guess the, the biggest surprise, honestly, for me is how quickly they brought Grogu back around. Um, yeah, I thought that that was going to be something that led into, you know, Mandalorian season three. Uh, I don't think the outcome was unexpected. You know, I think that made sense, but having him, you know, at the end of in the episode six or whatever it was, you have a choice. And then in episode seven, like 10 minutes later, it's like, what's up, guys? I'm here. You know, <laughs> that I, was kind of a new shirt. Surprise. Yeah, you're right. That was pretty quick. I thought that that would just be kind of like a nice plot seed. You're right for a third season of, of Mandalorian. Right. I agree with you on that. I was surprised right. at how quickly. Uh, he showed up. I was also very surprised that the New Republic isn't out uh, to arrest Luke Skywalker for neglect of a child and child endangerment uh, by putting this <laughs> child in the pilot seat of an X-Wing with a busted up droid to deliver him across the galaxy through space. Are you kidding hey, me? Hey, hey, be nice to R2. I believe in Anakin's words is he's trying. Yeah, well... <laughs> He's trying to catch a charge. That was awful. <laughs> How is Luke? Like, I don't trust Luke around kids anymore. Like, that man well, made a bad choice. Uh, yeah, it was funny because, you know, he did that, which it's like, okay, you know, I, I get it. You're Luke Skywalker. You, you do whatever. You, don't mess with a Jedi Master. I get that. But, you know, then you got you got Din, who's, who's riding around in his swanky new fighter, and he gets pulled over by the Republic. Yeah. You know, for basically where's your place? No reason. <laughs> yeah, like, like what kind of profiling is this between Jedi and Mandalorians? What's this about? Terrible. <laughs> you know? It's terrible. That though, but uh, speaking of Grogu and Mandalorian being back together, as soon as I saw that Starfighter, and I realized yeah. it had a bubble in the back, 
Yeah, oh, yeah. you knew you it was coming. instantly knew. Like, well, that's where Gargu's going to sit. I, there's yeah. no droids going in there because a droid wouldn't need the bubble. It could just sit in the back like the X-wing, like R two does. So you right. you knew that was coming, and it was still really cool because you know you see them at the end, and Grogu's like, "Punch it, punch it, Mando, let's roll." <laughs> yeah, knocking on the glass. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean that was cool. So it was a surprise oh. to see him back, which was fun. Uh, the biggest surprise for me in this particular episode was the Rancor. I Dude, I love the Rancor. I honestly just forgot about the Rancor. I guess maybe it was just because all of the from episode five on, you're just so excited that you kind of forget the stuff that directly involved Boba. Right. And, and, and the, they only mentioned the Rancor for like a couple of minutes. Like Danny Trejo shows up and, and Boba's like, I want to write it. It's like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? That's about all they said about it. Next thing you know, you got Boba Fett up here, you know, playing Wyatt Earp on the back of a Rancor. That's right. Things got a nose <laughs> ring. I'm like, you're not leading anything with that. It'll just pop it out and then rage. And yeah. it essentially does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I, I really enjoyed that because, they, you know, the show did a really good job of making you. I mean, I'll be honest. I wondered, obviously, I knew that it would be OK in the end. But I, I did wonder, like, OK, are we going to lose somebody? Are we going to lose a lot of somebodies? Because those two giant droidicas or whatever, like when those things showed up, I'm like, oh, shoot, we're yeah, they got a problem. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I was sitting there wondering, like, who's going to die in this? And, it, you know, it wouldn't have shocked me, you know, aside from Din and Grogu who have plot armor, you know, they could have killed anyone off and it wouldn't have been, you know, out of context. But uh, I, I really like the way they brought it around because they they even gave the audience a reason to doubt everything. And then, they, you know, comes full circle and everybody's all right. Yeah, it's except true. For, well, except for Cobb and Cad Bane. But, you know, actually. Did you watch the after credit scene? I did. I did. Yeah, I think Cobb, he's going to be okay. Which I'm excited about because I just love Timothy Olyphant. Uh Cad Bane can suck it. Um, <laughs> which I was, I don't know. Like, I wanted to see more of him in live action. Uh, but I thought it was cool the way that Boba actually defeated him. He, I loved it. Yeah, he used his Tuscan staff instead of any of his blasters or anything like that. So it gave that whole thing purpose, which yes. they do spend a lot of time in episode two showing you his staff and how it's forged through his trip and all that stuff. And it makes me remember like storytelling 101. If I show you a gun on the wall in the first chapter, it had better be used by the end of the book. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Here we go. That's true. It it helped give some justification to the to the two and a half episodes that the Tuscan Raiders got in in the show in the very beginning, and it gave a lot of credence to all of the storytelling that was done there. Um, and and it was also you know if if anything was going to beat Cad, that had to be it. Yeah, absolutely. Cad showed that he was the you know he was the the master, I guess you could say he, I, I don't want to say he was a superior fighter, but in, in a lot of ways, he's a superior fighter. And, um, you know, this was something that I, you know, kind of almost like the crane kick in the karate kid. It just kind of catches by surprise. And, you know, I've got this and this is what I beat you with. Absolutely. I like that. You know, I was wondering if they were going to do, I thought they were just going to unleash, uh, Finnick Shand on him again. 
Because yeah. in Bad Batch, she's who sidetracks him or, That's you know, true. stops him. So I thought it would be fun to see them interact again uh, in live action. But no dice. Finnick was off doing some other really cool stuff. <laughs> yes, uh, she and, was. And the way she wrapped up the episode was, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that the crime syndicate is not a problem for anyone ever again. Right, right. And she and, does and so. she did with it in like, style. Dude, it was like Batman style. Right. Oh yeah. Like they're fighting yeah. a shadow and footprint or noises yeah. on the roof, and then all of a sudden it's just blasters, baby. Yeah, yeah. That that's actually a really good comparison in the way that that scene was and everything, because everybody, all the rich people in that room, are just looking around, all panicked, like, "What's going on? Where did they? Where did he go? Where are they?" And it's just one person. Yeah, it's just one person going yeah. to work. Yeah, one person with hydraulic guts, but yeah. That's okay. They obviously work. You know what? Her hydraulic guts are what I wish I had over the past week. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was really cool. It was cool to see Boba come back around, right? Like yes. he, he kind of was the primary character of the fun, the finale of the season, which I was very happy to see. I was kind of worried that he would be more secondary to the mm-hmm. end of his own first season. Uh, so it was cool to see him really take the reins. It was cool to see him. We've seen him just kind of walking around in full armor for a lot of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, a good majority of it anyway. And then uh, it was cool to see it all finally put to use. I mean, we got flamethrowers. We got the rocket backpack. um, Jetpacks. Lots of jetpacks. Lots of jetpack action, uh, which answered the question. I guess it doesn't answer the question, but I think whoever was watching fans' reactions to the first episode where he's, you know, surrounded by people with energy yeah. shields and you're like dude jet just jetpack uh so yeah. they definitely use that in the finale which was cool both him and uh den use their jetpacks to great effect which is cool and watching those two fight together was really something in that episode that really was. was a lot of fun the way that was choreographed was really impressive um you know it, it made it it made it almost look a little bit of like a even though they they don't have a whole lot of time together, they almost have that brotherhood and that similar training and everything like that. And uh, I really, I've always been kind of a sucker for good fight choreography and I loved their scenes when they were fighting together. I thought that was just really, really well put together. Yeah, Bubba and Din have really good, I don't know, maybe chemistry, battle chemistry, I suppose, when they're on the same team. Uh, yeah, and they did pull off some pretty flawless moves, some good yes. chain moves and, and teamwork action there. That was really cool. I, I love the uh, I, I, there was one I got a chuckle out of and then I loved another one that I don't think might not have even been on purpose. But uh, the Dune references that came around in that last episode, John uh, Jedi John pointed out one when we were talking offline about the red sand looking just like the spice. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, from uh, from Dune, and then I I couldn't help but notice at the end when they're fighting the giant shielded droids, um, Din is using the dark saber to penetrate the shields, mm-hmm. and the that goes back to you know goes back to in Dune or at least oh. in my head is oh you know, the when blades goes, to the get slow the blade shield. penetrates the yeah that's true anything I, I thought, I didn't even I thought make that, that was reference. really cool. So it was probably on accident, but I liked it. So they, they got me with it. <laughs> yeah. I think it was cool. That, that's a good, that's, yeah, I'm glad you caught that. Cause I did not. Uh, but anyway. So I do have, I do have one question coming off of this show. 
Okay, go uh, ahead. And, I, and I've seen this come up on Twitter and and, and whatnot. Um, I don't believe we've talked about it as a group, but um, do you do you think there will be a season two, and do you want there to be a season two? I don't know on both counts okay. because okay. well, all that this show has taught me is that I really just want more Star Wars. Yes, and so like this show delivered that in a different way. Like Bad Batch gave you a lot of that, of course. Um, Mandalorian for two seasons has given you more Star Wars, obviously, and expanded mm-hmm. on a lot of stuff and somehow giving you really impressive character arcs in just like one episode. Um, here's looking at you, Bill Burr. You know, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. like they've done really good work and stuff that is really just existing in the Star Wars universe. I just want to see more of. Uh, so do I wish for a season two of Book of Boba? I'll say yes, because okay. because now you don't know where they'll take it. Hopefully off Tatooine uh, for, you know, a galaxy chock full of planets. I feel like we spent awful lot of time on Tatooine. I tell you what, if they would have just blown up Tatooine in the first Star Wars movie with the Death Star, this whole thing would have been a lot shorter. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, and, and so I hope they do it. And I don't know if they will. I think that's a question for Jedi John or even for them to, to tackle on our uh, sister podcast, The Force Dyad. Uh, for sure. That's, for sure. that's definitely, I, I'm not sure. I know they have a lot of stuff planned, uh, but I haven't heard anything about that in particular. Um, so what about you? What do you think? I feel like, I you know, I've thought about this quite a bit. So I'll answer the easy question for me is, you know, the question, do I hope that they make a second season? I'm, I might be against the grain here, but I'm going to say no. And, and I'll tell you why I think Boba Fett's story has been told you, you left this season. He he's walking around. He is clearly the ruler in that, in that, in most aspects, he is clearly the leader. The people respect him. Uh, He is clearly where he wants to be. Uh, to to bring him back, I feel like is either going to cheapen all the work that it took to get him there, or it's just going to be telling a story for the sake of trying to tell a story. And I feel like they've got other stories they can tell, and they can they can bring Boba around. He can come back in the Mandalorian anytime. That's true. Um, you know, I'm sure he'll show up in other places. If they do, to to answer the question. Of do I think there will be a second season? I do. I think there will be. I think it might be, it might even be between Mando season four and five, um, you know, or after season four of Mando. Um, I don't know how many seasons they're planning on doing Mando, but um, the only thing I can say to that is if they do another season, I hope that it, I hope they use it as an opportunity to tie in some other crime syndicate stuff like crimson dawn mm-hmm. uh, maybe bring uh kira back which would be cool um you know from from solo you know it, it, i think that would be great if if they're if they're gonna bring the show back and they're gonna do the 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 western slash crime syndicate thing let's do something like that and uh, and give us a little bit more of that world I, I would be game for that. But beyond that, uh, you've got a, a great, well-put-to-bed story right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can tell other ones. That's just my opinion. You know what I think, and I would love to see, and I think the, the groundwork has been laid for this particular show, 
Mm-hmm. I'd like to see, and you said Western, so this is where I'm mm-hmm. going with it. And I bet you can guess what I'm going to say. But I want to see the Book of Cobb. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see Cobb Vanth um, run a town. I want him to build up Freetown, as it's been newly dubbed, uh, and the people there. And I, I would love to see it go like Star Wars. Star Wars does Deadwood. Right. Right. And, that and could I, be. Yeah, that could be cool. And Timothy Oliphant's strong enough to to do that. Oh, he can carry. He can carry a season. Yeah, that would be great. Um, so I would love to see it. That's why I want to see. And I would mm-hmm. even love to see like a good old fashioned Shadows of the Empire character like Dash Rendar show up just that to kind of make it really interesting. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, what is this? Just any kind of, you know, we have the best opportunity now to expand the universe. Like that would be that would be excellent to, to have something from Shadows of the Empire come back. Dash Rendar come back, you know, anything like that, or even, you know, even tie some stuff in with some of the games, you know, Star oh, Wars yeah. had some great video games, Dark Forces and all of those um, that they could pull some of that source material as well. And, uh, you know, Lord knows they've been to Tatooine a lot. So it would be great to leave it. Yeah, it but... would. It would indeed. I'd love to see some grass. <laughs> mm, I'd like to see some grass. I'd even like to see, uh, them go back to the Ewoks planet. I swear that is the mm-hmm. one character or type of, you know, life form that I expected to see in Book of Boba. I just thought there'd be like some Ewoks running around somewhere throwing sticks at, at something. And uh, to not see them, I was kind of let down a little bit. Well, we do have a season coming up. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's it's never too late. Maybe they'll go back to indoor and we'll see those yeah. little, those little cute fuzzy tay bears who've gone savage they did bring another wookie around which i really enjoyed so yeah, black chrysanthemum was awesome he yeah, was great cool. he was just sitting there taking blaster bolts and i was like can this like honestly is he a droid he is and just, he still showed up like a gangster you know just killing people yeah <laughs> no he show up like a gangster but i thought he was going to be in the rejuvenation tank right I did, dude, I did too. When uh, when Boba said or, or Fennec at the very end said, "Oh, the back." No, Boba said, "It's like oh, the back to tanks occupied." My first thought was was Black Rasantin. My and then, second thought was was Din because Din got shot up a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know that those are my first two thoughts. And then when they peeled off and they showed Cobb in it, and then they showed the I'm going to call him a slicer, even though that's not the name. Right, the cyberpunk dude that you know does all the modifications. So the show is starting to get to work. I thought they were called modders or something. It's it's probably something real simple like that. I'm just it's not coming to mind. <laughs> but you're right though. When I saw him lean over the tank, and I was like, "Yeah, Cobb's getting a new arm, baby." Mm-hmm. Because I'd watched the scene where uh, Cad Bane shoots him, and if you watch it it's closely, it's in the shoulder. I was like, yep. that gives me hope. But then when everybody showed up from Freetown, I was like, they gunned him down. He's dead. I was like, what? You know, like he killed him in cold blood. I'm like, with a shoulder shot? I'm like, come on, this is Star Wars. Unless he's wearing stormtrooper armor, he ain't dead from a shoulder shot. Right. But if you're wearing Beskar, you you can, I mean, you can get shot with a Death Star and you'll be fine. I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah, that, that was the one thing Alderaan was like, get us a, a Beskar dinner plate. We need this. Yeah, can I get a Beskar umbrella? <laughs> Ella, eh? Anyway, yeah. all right. So that those were my thoughts on Book of Boba. I think they they wrapped it up nicely. Uh, they surprised me with some really cool stuff. We could see a lot of things I wasn't 
I didn't know I was expecting, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, no, that makes total sense. Uh, the, the finale re- made the whole show great. Yes, it did. In my opinion. Actually, episode five really brought that show around. Yes. I mean, and then from then on, I was like, so whose show is this? And then back went, went back to seven. Then it goes, oh, yeah, this is Boba's show, remember? And they mm-hmm. really proved to you it's Boba's show when he sends the, the ambassador out with his terms <laughs> of surrender or basically eat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can tell because the the guy he's looking at is like, I don't, I don't want to say it. Say it. Um, nothing. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, like, I, yep. I think it's better if we all just remember the spirit of the terms, <laughs> not what they actually are. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was. It good. was so. very much so. I enjoyed it. Um, I look forward to seeing more Finnick Shan. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, she's going to be at Fan Expo here in St. Louis in, uh, I think, April. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's the first part of April. You sent that over to me, and uh, I uh, I don't know. I might I might stand in line to to meet I her. I would. She's uh, a hell of an actor. She is so good. We're actually looking at seeing if we need to get a booth for that. So we might be a part of that show in one way or another. Cool. So that could be cool. No promises yet, but we are looking into it as a podcast. Awesome. Yeah. So good stuff to look forward to there. Also, uh, there was another finale that I definitely want to talk about. And Mm -hmm. uh, Laser Rick, I know you're not a massive fan of the show, and that's okay. Well, I'll tell you what. um, You know, we talked about Peacemaker on the last episode, and I said my piece about how I felt about the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I listened to to, you know what you and Jedi John had to say, and and some other you know some other people, our our friends on on Twitter at Hopskeek News that think I'm crazy for not loving the show, and um, I I did kind of you know I did start watching it again. I watched the first episode again, and. I'm going to, I'm going to go through the whole season. I haven't got through it yet. Um, but it, it definitely, I looked at it through a different lens and, and I, I, I think I can, I think I could appreciate it a whole lot more than I originally did. So, yeah, I will say that the character vigilante, uh, acc- uh-huh. accident, I know it's on purpose, but he accidentally makes that show hilarious. Um, <laughs> again, it, he's written that way, uh, to achieve a great effect. And, a lot of times when you see like in TV shows, when they tell you this person's a sociopath, you don't uh-huh. really like get reminded unless they're just out there killing people that there are other things that come with being a sociopath, like not understanding natural human emotions. Right. And they remind you constantly in this show while they work with vigilante that this guy just does not get it. And it's hysterical. <laughs> And because you haven't seen it, I'm not going to just go, I'm, oh, man, if you haven't seen it, one of the best parts in the finale I can't even tell you about. Uh, Wait, I mean, there's some really good stuff there. You're ruining this, Laser Eric. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, at least I'm giving it a second chance, right? I will tell you the good news, though. The good news is that it has been renewed for a season two already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, James, that's good news. James Gunn will be back uh, for writing and directing purposes, which is good. Um, and I just look forward to that. I look forward to more of John Cena's ad-libbed, just improvisational scenes that they go, you know what, we're putting that in the show. Um, I, I look forward to that. I look Dude, forward to I, seeing um, a lot of the fallout from the end of this first season, which I think has effects that will be felt throughout the DC movie universe. 
Hmm. I'm looking forward to finishing it up. It's it's actually really funny because my kids should not be watching this show. Yeah, they love John Cena, but I can't show them the show. Uh, Not at all. Not bad idea. You know, (laughs) but. But yeah, I am looking forward to finishing the season. I've heard so many good things. I'm happy to hear that it got renewed for a second season because obviously the fan reaction has been just overwhelmingly positive. It is. It is. I'm glad to see that their first kind of standalone DC show from that, I guess, universe uh, has Mm -hmm. been so successful. Uh, Mm -hmm. Initially, I was like, why are they, why is Peacemaker the person who's getting this show? If anyone should be Bloodsport. Uh, from right. from the Suicide Squad, and then the the show kicks off, and you're like, you know what? No, this this needs to be Peacemaker. It needs to be more of them, and it it's it's phenomenal. Even the side characters develop very nicely, all of them, and you you really feel like I don't. It's gonna sound, it's gonna sound really cheesy, but I'm gonna stand by it. You feel like you're a part of Peacemaker's team by the end of the by the end of the finale. You're just kind of like, I've been on this journey with these people. I kind of feel like I'm a part of it. Yeah, you're a part of the world. Definitely. And it's a highly entertaining one, too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to uh you know to getting deeper into it. I, I wish I was further along so you could talk about it more. I know you're itching to do so. I am. I like if you could see the videos of this, you just see me like just kind of rocking back and forth like an addict looking for his fix. Like I just want to talk about it, but I don't want to ruin it because it's so entertaining. There's a, in, there's so many off the wall moments and it just really feels like DC looked at James Gunn and said, you know what? Go for it. Yeah. All the jokes and the over the top stuff you've wanted to do, just have at it. And he goes, okay, bet. Say less fam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, but anyway, all right, so we will move on from Peacemaker, uh, and that will finish us up for TV shows. We're going to hit up movies real quick. Uh, there's a few things to announce there that we're also really excited about, so we hope you guys stick around while we hit those up. I know. So we talk about uh, this movie ad uh, ad nauseum at this point, uh, but it's just been kind of going on for a while. And uh, I I feel like we need to talk about it. And that is uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. We haven't talked about that at all. What are you talking about? Never. Not once. Never. (laughs) Uh, But the movie has a scheduled release date now for Blu-ray and, you know, whatever other outlets you've got. Uh, And that is March 22nd sweet yeah apparently it's gonna come with about 80 minutes of extra bonus content um behind the scenes kind of stuff but a a whole lot of extra content that makes it actually worth going and buying instead of just instead of just waiting to disney plus it so i mean that's kind of i feel incentivized so i i think i might actually go pick it up yeah i was thinking about getting it too um, just for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Spider-Man movies aren't so easy to get on streaming services. Yeah, they bounce around a lot. Yeah, thanks, Sony. Good looking out on that. Yeah, pers- um, appreciate you. Yeah. 
yeah but uh yeah i i thought about picking up the blu-ray i like that it's coming out as soon as it's coming out i i like the turnaround on yeah the home releases being faster these days than it was a couple years ago you know back in the day it used to be six months yeah now it's three if that yeah three or less and uh i i love that um because you know a movie like that well i saw it twice in theaters um and it I know you saw it at least once. I think you had talked about seeing it twice. Um, it's, but it's, it's the kind of movie I w- I want to watch it. I'm looking forward to watching it again. And uh, if, Absolutely. I, you know, if I do pick it up on Blu-ray, which I probably will, um, I will be watching it, you know, within the next couple days after it comes out, which would be awesome. Right. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see all the bonus content, extended features, you know, the, have to have Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield uh, in commentary talking about being back in the movie, and that's the type of stuff I'm really excited for. I'm yes. also excited to hear all of the villains, quote unquote. I want to hear Jamie Foxx's commentary. Um, I'm, who's Doc Ock? I'm sorry, Alfred Molina. That's right. I want to hear him talk. Uh, if if because I just watched the Saturday Night Live uh, with Willem Dafoe in it. Uh, uh-huh. and, and that was highly enjoyable. So if I can get more Willem Dafoe as as Green Goblin in the commentary, just himself, just talking about doing his own stunts again, I would watch the mess out of that. Uh, like, oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'm really excited for uh, that I hope is in there. And if it isn't, I'm still happy because whatever's in there is going to be just awesome behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, the bonus content and everything. I like a movie like that. It had so much in it you almost have to wonder what did they take out of it? Right. You know, yeah, you know, stuff got left on the cutting room floor, which is why I yeah. want to see it. I, I want to check it all out. And you know, the stuff that got left on the floor is probably not garbage. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so we'll, we'll leave that there because this is not an episode. that's all about no way home, even though it sounds like we could continue talking for a while. Um, oh yeah. But I did want to talk about, uh, that movie leads directly into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, we've got some yeah. new trailers for that. And man, have we really oh. seen some stuff there. Oh, man. I So, Super Bowl Sunday, they debuted that new trailer. Which and was I, wild. And, and, and how the hell I was the only one that saw it. And, I, I have no idea. I must have paused it and moved on or something. I don't well, know it, why. It was crazy. So, I, I'm a football fan. I was watching the game. I saw the trailer. I saw a glimpse of what I, or I heard a glimpse of what I thought I heard. You know, like I made a mental note. We had people over. It was like, okay, not going to do this right now, but I need to watch this later when I can concentrate and watched it later on. And um, the, yeah, some of the stuff that came up, I, I've got a, I've got a fan theory that we're going to go over here in a minute, but like it, there, there was a lot of really good stuff in the trailer. I, I don't remember what any of it was because you heard Charles Xavier talked in the trailer. Yeah. And, and then, and then you saw him listed on IMDb Yeah, as a character in the movie. And you're just like, Oh my God. Like I, I saw it and it like, it, I was watching on my phone and I almost dropped my phone. Yeah. Was, absolutely. I, like I rolled it back like three times. I'm like, that is, there's no way on this planet that that is not Sir Patrick Stewart. There's yeah. no way on this planet that isn't Charles. Like and jo- I, I John Luke? Is that you, John Luke? Yeah, Captain Picard. <laughs> but 
but yeah, I just, I, I went nuts. I didn't even remember half the stuff that happened in the trailer because when that hit me, it was like, holy crap. Because we've been talking about when are the when are the mutants showing up? When are the X-Men showing up? And it made sense. You know, we talked about this before and I, I've, I've said my piece on it about how I thought that this would be the place for Charles to show up. Um, I guess I got lucky. Now the question is, you know, am I going to get lucky on other guesses here? Like what else is coming? Um, all bets are kind of off. All bets are definitely off. Uh, one of the things that I had posted recently into the Patreon was for our Patreon subscribers. I posted a poll, like, do you guys want to know about a leak that, uh-huh. you know, I, I saw uh, that was allegedly from the, the set of this new Doctor Strange movie? And before just laying it spout out and, and just sharing it, I asked, and uh, the vote was no. I I don't want to be leaked. I want it to be surprised. So I I couldn't go over it. And remembering that, now mm-hmm. I'm kind of biting my tongue. Sure. But I will sure. say that the speculation for what you may or may not see in hearing Charles's voice in this trailer has caused my new Avengers number seven to go up in value because it's the first ever comic book appearance of the Illuminati. Yes. So yeah. that's that's really exciting. And for those of you listening who aren't aware, the Illuminati is not just Jay-Z and Beyonce. Uh, in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, it is kind of like the leaders of your, your core superhero teams, right? Yeah, um, it's kind of the, like the UN Security Council a little bit. Like they just they kind of watch over everything. Yeah. All right, so the Illuminati, yeah, it's kind of like the UN Security Council. Um, it's originally comprised of charles xavier um tony black stark. panther iron man no no tony stark is in it um uh-huh. black bolt from the inhumans is on there uh okay. reed reed richards from the fantastic yeah. four uh essentially almost everyone who got an infinity gym after the infinity gauntlet uh everyone who right. got one to safe keep was a lead member of the illuminati so that was six people yeah and it's interesting to see that kind of fan theory arising from this trailer because one of those people isn't alive anymore right at least in the marvel universe proper and that's tony stark uh later on in the illuminati you know captain america is involved uh but he also is no longer running around in the cinematic universe right so it's interesting that we might get different universe versions of these characters uh, especially with rumors flying around that tom cruise could appear as a version of tony stark so so can i ask because i've seen these rumors and everything why do people want that i mean this is no disrespect to tom cruise by any means like i'm not i'm not talking about tom cruise but it seems like everybody's latched onto that rumor and everybody wants to see it and i'm just trying to figure out why is there something i missed um, back in the day, I think in the late nineties, there was a little bit of traction for an Iron Man movie and the person who was leading in consideration for the role, I believe was Tom Cruise. Okay. And for oh, what, that makes sense. Yeah. Then. And for whatever reason, the movie never happened. Uh, but that fact has lasted around in Hollywood and definitely caught on with the fandoms. You're right. Uh, so it's interesting that now they're like, Hey, let's, let's bring that back. It would like it would be like seeing an, an alternate alternate universe in the DC 
uh, movie universe where Nick Cage is Superman. Right, right. Because right. that almost happened. Yeah. Um, so that's why people are excited about that. I'd like to see it. Um, but I still, I, I would need Tom Cruise to be kind of sidelined. Right, like I yeah. don't, I don't want him to kind of take on a starring role. Dude, uh, and- I'm down for whatever as far as that goes. It, it just, it seemed like everybody's like, man, Tom Cruise is going to be Iron Man in this movie. Like, why? I, that makes sense. What you're saying, like, completely, that yeah. people get a kick out of it. It's, it's kind of like, you know, everybody's speculating that oh, Deadpool is going to be in this movie, and you know you know ryan reynolds might show up as both deadpools or or whatever and that would be fun they'd be uh, funny as hell but i i don't know if they'll actually do that there but there is some speculation that this movie directly ties into an interesting choice that we saw on disney day uh, there was a marvel studio show that was announced during disney day last year uh that showed x-men 97 Yes. Right, which is, as everyone knows, is the animated X-Men series continuing. Uh, and so, yes. just saying that out loud, I hear the intro music in my head, but... Yes, me too. <laughs> um, so, as that particular show on Disney Plus is under the Marvel Studios banner. And the theory is that one of the multiverses explored is that animated universe. Which could be really cool, and that's how we get a continuation going. That could be. Um, I, I liked the shots of we're clearly going to get zombie Wanda and zombie strange. Yes. But yeah. From I'm, what if, which I'm excited for that. Um, I'm also excited that we're going to see a couple of different outfits for strange. So we're going to see yes. some, um, there's the one where it's like the, the all black kind of bodysuit for lack of a different term with mm-hmm. kind of like the red T on it. Uh, which kind of shows us a different version of Strange that we have seen in the comics. So I'm really excited with all the different ways they're going to take this, but kicking back to the zombie versions of Strange and Wanda that the trailer kind of shows, that makes me much more excited for Sam Raimi to be directing this. Yes. Because he's excellent at horror. Yeah, he, he can do a horror movie. He's also proven that he can do a superhero movie. Yeah, well, so, I say he's proven that two and a half times. Yes, but he's done it. Because <laughs> Spider-Man he's, 3 was, whoa, buddy. But yes, yeah, very okay. true. But, got, yeah. you know, he, he is under the watchful eyes of uh, our good, you know, our good friend Kevin Feige. We, we do, is, and Feige we trust, yes. Yeah, we're not going to let it, there, you know, we're not going to see him stray maybe as much as he did uh, with with Spider-Man 3. I. I don't remember. I thought back in the past there was some commentary about how he wasn't allowed to do what he wanted with that movie, but that's here or there. Yeah, I think there was some studio interference there, but I mean, yes, you know, that's what everybody says, uh, especially when something's poorly received. I mean, look at David that's Ayer true. and Suicide Squad. Yes. So, but then that's again, true. you know, look at Zack Snyder and Justice League. And it was like, look, man, that's not the movie I was doing. Uh, and then and it happens that a few, a few years later, he's like, this was the movie I did. And everybody's like, this is a vastly different movie. And yes. uh, yeah, we kind of like it. Yeah. Much so better done, you know, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one, one thing, you know, that that's come to mind. So I had a, I had a wild prediction that, that Charles was going to show up and I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say that we're that. confirmed on that. So 
after seeing the most recent trailer stuff and everything, do we have anything else wild, you know, wild predictions or, or expectations now that we've seen a little bit, do we have anything else that it looks like, you know, I think we're going to see some of this too. I think we're definitely going to see an animated realm. Yep. For sure. I really do. I think that is definitely happening. Um, with, you know, with America, um, I'm blanking on her last name now. Chavez. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say Shervitz or something weird, but America Chavez is her actually being involved is, is really cool because it opens up this whole aspect of the ultimates. Uh, that mm-hmm. was Al Ewing's run uh, with incredible art by Kenneth Rockefeller, uh, where, you know, Blue Marvel essentially leads a team consisting of Captain Marvel, Black Panther, America Chavez, uh, Spectrum, who's Maka Rambeau, uh, mm-hmm. who will be appearing in, in Marvels, uh, leads them as a team that really confronts the universe's biggest problems. Mm-hmm. And so with her running around in this particular movie and being set loose in the Marvel Universe, it means an incredible book like that isn't that far from the screen. Like, it, it could happen. Uh, and, I mean, those are people who changed Galactus from a world eater to a life bringer. He seeded right. dead planets and, and brought about life. So uh, that's a fantastic run that you could possibly see uh, that could slightly spin out this movie. I'm just really excited about that. Hmm. Yeah, that's 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 good information. I don't think a lot of people know who America Chavez is. Yeah, she's which cool. is probably the best part is they're going to introduce a character uh, again that is going to have a you know have a good presence in a movie while not being the focal point. Um, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her. Um, I think that they, they're it almost looks like Wanda's getting positioned to. I, I don't want to say be a villain, but it almost looks like Wanda's you getting a house of Emmett. You think they're going to have, yeah. The, the thought that keeps going through my head is, is not no more mutants, but no more variants. That could be fun. It could be, it could be, it could be interesting on how they do that. Um, but Wanda's got an extraordinary amount of power that could be used. And when they, they show the part about, you know, well, when you break the rules, you're a hero. But when I break the rules, I'm I'm the enemy, and that just doesn't seem fair. That that looks like somebody who's gonna do something evil. I don't know. Like a lot of people are interpreting that that scene that way. And one of the interesting things about that is if if, if you've ever seen a trailer before, you know everything is heavily, very carefully picked. Oh, for sure, and added sure. together and spiced together, and those could be phrases from two entirely different scenes that are thrown together or you know which has happened many times before especially in a marvel movie where they're trying to throw you off before the movie comes out there's stuff that occurs in a trailer that never makes it to film that's true just to give you a nice misdirect so i it would be really easy to position wanda as a villainous type character but i don't think that that's the route they go Uh, i think they show you what she's done already because um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much worse you could get uh, as a hero to a villain than to enslave an entire town. Whether you did that just incredibly intentionally or just kind of out of grief and you were just doing it to keep up appearances, I don't think it gets worse than that. I don't know that you go full blown reality warping Wanda, 
just because there's all, you only have so much room for a story, right? And there's a lot to cover here with Strange. So I don't know that's the route they go. I think it can be implied. I think they can reference those stories multiple different ways, multiple different times, uh, like they did in WandaVision. True. But I don't know that that's where they go. I think Wanda just kind of points stuff out. And then, yeah, like, and that's, oh, possible yeah, that's kind of not fair. You're right. And then it just kind of moves on. I also have to remember that we all walked into Spider-Man thinking it was going to be a Doctor Strange movie. And it was that is far true. from it. And, you know, I have to constantly remind myself that this is a Doctor Strange movie. It's probably not going to be an Avengers movie. And it's probably not going to be anybody else's movie. Yeah, I agree. I do think that um, what we'll see is I felt like we saw a lot of Strange in What If. Mm-hmm. And I think this this movie is the reason why. Yeah, I would agree with that. So we'll we'll definitely see that play out. Uh, and I'm excited to see that. Uh, as far as predictions, I don't think I'm going to be able to predict a scene the way that I was able to do it for for No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I really hope that Wong does not die. I don't think he does because he's just way too popular running around the rest of the Marvel Universe right now. Right, yeah. Yeah. I want to see if he brings Abomination around because he was playing with him and Shang-Chi. For a reason. Yeah, you know they didn't just do that for giggles. Are they going to have, you know, is this going to be a point where maybe one of these universes is, you know, something like World War Hulk or something like that? That could be cool. He brings Abomination out to try to fight that. Because you you know who Hulk is really mad at in World War Hulk? No. The Illuminati. Because they're the ones that decided to put him in a rocket ship and blast him off into space look at that and his ship is what causes the planet to explode after he gets sakar by the way is that planet uh-huh. uh and after he gets very you know used to being on that planet falls in love has kids whatever then his his ship explodes and it destabilizes tectonic plates and the whole planet blows up and he comes back to earth supremely upset <laughs> and goes after the illuminati so uh that that is another tie-in that that could make that happen yeah and that would kind of help out because we do have a she hulk series coming up on disney plus so don't forget That's that true and it's coming up is it the summer or this fall uh, i think it's this fall yeah i think you're right i think i know moon Knight is before it moon Knight is at the end of march yep yeah so that's gonna be exciting um yep. but yeah we've got a lot to look forward to there we also have something really exciting to look forward to on march 1st and yes, we I do. Desperately want to talk about that. Yep. Uh, so we did get early viewing access tickets uh, to the IMAX premiere of The Batman uh, on March 1st. The movie releases everywhere on March 4th, so we're a couple days ahead of the curve. But to be able to see it and see it in the IMAX uh, early is just awesome. I cannot wait. That's going to be great. And then, no uh, I don't know, uh, we might do a post-show wrap-up. I don't know. Could get wild, could get crazy. I'm looking forward to it though. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the movie. I'm I'm excited to see it ahead of time. Indeed, um, indeed. You know, I, th- I think that's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty awesome, pretty exciting. And and to see it in IMAX is even better. I'm not sure I knew that, so that's even better news. Yes, but, it yeah. is. It is IMAX. Uh, so it'll be you, me, and Jedi John at the premiere yep. of that film. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. 
yep that'll be that'll be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to seeing this movie uh, uh you know it's another take on batman which we've had a lot of takes on batman but batman's got enough story material there that we can merit it very easily i think so and i i think that the trailers have been very successful in pointing out that this is a very different batman um uh, mm-hmm. it is and the other night i watched the dark knight again just to kind of reimmerse myself in into the batman stories on film anyway and mm-hmm. you know those were pretty rooted in realism you know for the most part uh i think this takes it a step further uh so it's it's gonna be cool to see that but i am also really excited to see how well they incorporate the batman earth one story uh with mm-hmm. jeff johns and uh, art by gary frank i'm really interested to see how that goes and it, it, there's aspects it looks like of uh, Batman Year One from Frank Miller back in the late '80s uh, that they seem to have pulled Catwoman from, and she looks incredible. I think Zoe Kravitz is going to do a great job. So Zoe Kravitz is a freaking great actor. Yeah, I mean, it, it, everyone looks great in their suits and all. Like everything just looks cool. So I'm excited to see this. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to having you know having real things to say about it here next week. That's great. Yeah, very shortly. Very very yeah. shortly. Um, so with that being said, I think it's important that we move on. There has been some pretty cool video game news that mm-hmm. has come out. Uh, so we're going to jump into that. I'm going to let you run with that because for me, there's really nothing new this week, uh, that I can talk about, but I know you've got some really exciting stuff, uh, that just popped off. So I'm going to let you get just into a it. just <laughs> a little bit, just a bit outside. So let's just- jump into that. Eric, that takes us right into video games, and I am ready for you to take it away, sir. All right, let's do it. I'm going to start with what everybody came here to talk about anyway, and that is the Mario Kart track pack that came out. I'm just kidding. Anyway. it's okay. (laughs) You run it, buddy. Right. Nintendo Direct. uh, There was a Nintendo Direct last week or the week before. Um, Don't remember exactly. Um, but, um, there were, so here's what I got to give Nintendo. Um, Nintendo's got, got stuff going on. Um, they probably don't have the stuff that everybody wants to have going on, but they got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and, and, you know, the stuff that, that came out in the Nintendo direct that I wanted to point out, if you were like me. And in the 90s, early 2000s, you were a fan of uh, JRPGs, Japanese role-playing games, uh, the Final Fantasy-style games, Chrono Trigger, uh, Saga Frontier, uh, goodness, I'm earthbound. There, there's a billion of them. Um, there are a lot of solid remakes uh, and things like that that are coming out this year. Uh, and Nintendo Direct highlighted on a lot of them. Um, Live Alive is one that's never been released in the United States. Um, Looks really, really cool. Uh, It's coming out this year in the USA for the first time on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I want to give that a try. I am a, you know, for for my background, I grew up on JRPGs. Like Final Fantasy was my thing. Um, 
one of the ones I'm the most excited about, and it's not just coming out on the Switch, but it is coming out on the Switch. Uh, there is a full-on remake remaster of Chrono Cross coming out. Uh, Chrono Cross being the sequel to Chrono Trigger. And Chrono Trigger is absolutely the superior game. And they're not remaking that yet. I'm sure it'll happen someday. But for those of you who played Chrono Trigger and didn't play Chrono Cross, um, Chrono Cross is cool. I mean, it, it's, it's a really deep, really interesting game. Um, you've got 54 playable characters in the game. It is physically impossible to get all the playable characters in one playthrough. You have to play this game multiple times in order to get, you know, to get everything out of it. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing it. I had it on the PlayStation back in the day. Loved it. Um, but, it, you know, enough of the remakes and stuff. We'll go on to uh, Nintendo has some first party stuff coming out that that's looking pretty good. Um, you know, I made the comment about the Mario Kart track pack. Uh, that is actually a thing. Um, it's actually a pretty solid deal. Um, if you have Nintendo Switch Online with the expansion pack, which allows you to play the N64 games, the Sega Genesis games, uh, as well as the other online benefits, you automatically get this as part of that. Uh, if you don't, you can pay just 25 bucks. Uh, and this goes with Mar the uh, Mario Kart 8 for the nintendo switch this is just a it's a track bonus pack but what what nintendo did is they went back through all of their popular mario kart games which everybody their mom their cat and their dog has played and they picked the 48 most popular tracks from those prior games and they fully remade them for mario kart 8 uh we're talking about all the way to super mario kart on the super nintendo um <laughs> you know and, and and everything in between and over the course of, I believe it's over the course of the next eight months, they're releasing six tracks at a time for a total of 48. Um, if you don't have Nintendo Switch Online, you can buy this track pack. It's $25. It's a one-pop shop. You get them all. And they're time-gated releases. You can play them online with your friends. You can, you know, they can be part of the Grand Prix, uh, whatever you choose to do. So... It's it's not a new Mario Kart game, but it almost feels like a new Mario Kart game to me because you're getting, you know, just about 50 tracks, which is great. They're all fully remastered, fully redone for the for the most recent game. Is it Mario Kart 9? No, but I think everybody will still be satisfied. You're getting enough content there to justify playing the same game for a while. Um, is it like Grand the Theft Auto 5? Come on. <laughs> they haven't quite reached that level yet, but I'm sure they're going to get there. Um, the other big Nintendo title that we got news on, and I was really excited for this one. We actually talked about this game on a previous, I think it was on a previous After Hours, talking about Nintendo's history. Mario Super Strikers, the soccer game, is getting a Switch version. Uh, it's a new game. Uh, dude, it looks cool. I mean, the, the, the first one on the GameCube was, was a blast. I remember when it came out, I was working at GameStop and I put it on a demo unit just to play it and I could not stop. It was so much fun because it's a lot faster paced and a lot more, I don't want to say violent because I don't think that's quite right, but it's a lot more uh, aggressive than you might expect from a, uh, a Nintendo game, to say the least. I'll take that. I'll so, take it. Yeah. So that's coming out later this year. 
Um, now, getting off the Nintendo stuff, uh, we had some releases pop up this week. Um, it's definitely kept my uh, my sleep schedule kind of in trouble here. Um, the first one that came out was last Friday, Horizon Forbidden West for the PlayStation 5 mm. and PlayStation 4. Uh, if you played Horizon Zero Dawn, you will know that this game was very anticipated. Horizon Zero Dawn was awesome. Forbidden West is every bit as good and more. The reviews that have come out are huge. Like People love this game. I've got it. It's I, I'm not exaggerating when I said it's the most beautiful video game I've ever played. I mean, it's gorgeous. I gotta it's get my hands. I gotta get my hands on it. Okay. Yeah, we're working on you. We're gonna get. We're gonna get you taken care. We'll of. get it there. We'll get it there. Yeah, indeed. Um, the other most recent release, uh, Tuesday, uh, the twenty second, Destiny Two had their most recent expansion, The Witch Queen. Um, I haven't played Destiny Two a whole lot lately. Uh, I got back to it with Witch Queen. Uh, they did some really cool stuff with this game. Uh, really cool stuff with the storyline uh it's so much fun to play um but yeah i i dig it um it's it's got a you know it's got all the good gameplay stuff and everything but it's got kind of a horror vibe a little bit it's it's a lot of fun um i actually i was kind of excited to have an early day at work today so i could come home and play it for a few hours so that was good gotcha um the next one, this is the last one I'll talk about tonight, is tomorrow, uh, another very highly anticipated title is coming out. It's Elden Ring. Uh, this is made by From Software. It's uh, first From Software title that I'm aware of in a very long time. Um, this is, you know, you started to see some like previews and, and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of a Dark Souls style game, an RPG um gameplay looks pretty cool the metacritic score on this game is like 97 out of 100 that's pretty high um i i was looking at some other games that i thought were like exceptional games before we did the cast this, today and horizon forbidden west is an 89 zero dawn is an 89 uh destiny 2 is an 85 wow um, final fantasy 7 remake is an 89 so you got a game like this with first a of its IP at a 97 um obishan reached out to me tonight and we were talking back and forth he was asking me what i was thinking about it i dude i'm not touching it for a minimum of two weeks uh just because i've got too much to play right now and and i'm a dad and it just doesn't work i hear you i know um, that pain yeah but he, you know he he was telling me he's like man i he's like i'm not that much of an rpg guy but this game looks really cool and uh, everything I've heard has been overwhelmingly positive, which I, I, I have to point out that this week we've had already two, soon to be three of the biggest releases in the past year or two. And uh, they've all gone off without a hitch, which is a whole lot better than last year. Last, where pretty yeah. much every game that came out had a bug that was game breaking the day it came out. So that's great that's that's the positivity the gaming world needs because it was starting to get real discouraging with these new games being trash out of the box yeah so you know it's it, the future is looking up um you know nintendo's got some good new stuff and some good new old stuff coming out uh the other other companies have got a lot of good new stuff and it's only going to go up from here so really exciting stuff really cool yeah. to hear about really cool to hear about uh that's gonna wrap video games for us uh, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I appreciate you obviously taking the wheel on that one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and steer us into comics here really briefly. 
and we're going to jump into that right now. Let's do it. Right, so comics I'm actually really excited about because I've made it back uh, to Justin's Comics, which everybody knows is my favorite comic shop. Um, and you can, of course, check them out online. They got some good sales going on all the time. But I made it back to Justin's Comics uh, after a while and picked up some books I'd been missing out on. I have been comic reading lacking, uh, but I'm kind of caught up right now on Batman. That's the first series I want to talk about at the moment. Because with Batman number 118... Uh, Joshua Williamson took over the writing duties, and he's been doing some really good work in the past over on Flash, and he's uh, written some Justice League stuff, uh, and I've always really enjoyed his work. So seeing him take over Batman, one I think he has really earned uh, ever since James Tinian IV uh, kind of bowed out uh, after his Joker War storyline, which was also really entertaining. Uh, but you know, I was kind of concerned about how good the series would be with a new writer, uh, in a new direction, given the status quo after Joker War. Uh, and I've been very pleasantly surprised. Uh, it looks like there's a return to a concept that was brought about by Grant Morrison in his mid-2000s run uh, that was uh, Batman Inc., with Batman Goes Worldwide. Uh, and that's been really interesting to see because Batman is now currently out of Gotham, kind of checking some stuff out. And for those of you who aren't familiar... Bruce Wayne has lost his fortune. Uh, so it's interesting to see Batman in his endeavors looking for financing. Uh, and one of the uh, interesting characters who have been financing Batman Inc., uh, I won't spoil it because it's a really cool moment in Batman number 119, uh, but you get to see who it is. And uh, I'm sorry, it's Batman number 120. Uh, there's also a new villain that Batman's fighting, Abyss. Uh, and he seems really cool. He seems kind of like a darker version of Batman. Um, and he's a really good, interesting character design. Uh, but overall, I'm, I'm happy to see that the book still has interesting and neat direction. Uh, and I'm very excited about that. In fact, uh, Batman number 118 has this really cool homage variant cover uh, that is like Amazing Spider-Man number one. No, no. Hmm. Spider-Man number one. Uh, the classic Todd McFarlane image of Spidey crouched down with all the webs coming off him. Uh, it's, it's homaged uh, all the time in the comics world. Uh, but uh, we got one of those covers for Batman. It was really cool. Uh, so, so far, I've been very pleased with Batman uh, post-James Tinney in the fourth. And I think uh, that Joshua Williamson is doing great. Let's see. What else? That's awesome. What else do I got going on? Oh, Amazing Spider-Man's been phenomenal. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number 88 debuted a brand new villain, and that is the Goblin Queen, which, huh. yeah, right? Why have we not had this before? I don't know, but it is very entertaining to see a new villainess, if you will, show up on a very high-tech version of a goblin. Uh, it's been really cool to see. Also, I'm really enjoying what they're doing over in Amazing Spider-Man right now anyway, I think Zeb Wells is doing really well in writing that book, too. And, uh, man, I could go on. What's in my pull bag here? <laughs> Let's see it. Let's take a look, shall we? Let me just kick over here. 
so while you're uh, while you're pulling out of your pull bag, uh, my son pointed out to me this evening. He started playing Fortnite again, and they currently are selling tons of Marvel comic skins. Oh uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. They have the X Force skin pack, which is Cable, Domino, and jeez, uh, uh, I forget who the third one was. That shame on me. I'm gonna remember it in like 15 minutes. Did you say X Force? Yeah, X Force. It was Cable, Domino, and uh, was it War Warpath, Cannonball? No, it was a woman. Boomer, Boom Boom. No, you said Domino, right? Yeah, Domino's in there and Cable. There's another pack with Gambit and Rogue. There's another pack with Deadpool. Hmm. Oh, it's not gosh. Psylocke. It's Psylocke. Thank there you. you. Go, yeah, it I was, knew I was gonna be mad when I figured it out that was from uh rick remender's uncanny x-force run yes yes which x-force is a team you can you can do a lot of playing with so yeah they get they get pretty dark i also love when they brought archangel back for that one that was really cool yes absolutely here's the uh spider-man amazing spider-man 88 with the goblin queen as you can see that's awesome that is awesome she's got a glider but she's also got a bow staff with burning pumpkins it's pretty cool yeah with the hobgoblin pumpkins those are awesome yeah so pumpkin bombs huh. um like i said i was a sucker for homage variants uh so this one i could not not pick up and that is from uh one of the classic maximum carnage story covers i forget what the issue is uh but it's initially drawn by um man i am off tonight mark bagley um there you go it was like the second appearance i think of carnage in comics so it was very interesting uh, i had to pick that up for 86 and then of course there was another variant of 88 that was more of like a character um really just kind of a character description panel it shows the design That's by cool. patrick gleason which is really cool uh so i'm enjoying the amazing spider-man over there and I, really i enjoy any uh any series that features spider-man clone ben riley uh, which they've been doing very well over in the Amazing Spider-Man. So uh, really enjoying those books and also enjoying uh, Chip Zdarsky's Devil's Reign. It's kind of the crossover event that's going on with street-level heroes currently in the Marvel Universe. Really good books there. Uh, so I would definitely pick those up. But as far as comics, that's all I have this week. A lot of really good stuff from Marvel, uh, some good stuff from DC, and uh, yeah, just a lot of awesome stuff. Feels good to be back in a comic shop again. That's great. It's about time, dude. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I know. Well, you nailed it. All this dad stuff going on. It's like, not only is it hard for me to even sit down to read them, it's even harder to go get them. Oh, yeah. It's it's a challenge. It's it's a challenge across the board. I'm sure Jedi John's running into that a little bit, too. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, that guy has problems. Uh, he's showing us some really cool stuff that he's been picking up in the toy world. Uh, that true. we can't wait to have him share with you guys when he gets back. Now, a lot of that got shipped to him though, and the they uh, they have a knack for they will bring four to anything. So yeah, that maybe is it's true. Four has been out of the country more than I have in my entire life. So <laughs> yeah, that kid goes places. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. But we appreciate uh, we well we appreciate all the fun stuff he gets to do because we live vicariously, and that's okay. Oh, yes. We appreciate the stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for comics, and that will take us into one of our more favorite parts of the show, and that is the Patreon shout-outs. Mm -hmm. So let's gear up for those. 
All right. And it is that favorite time of the podcast where we talk about our wonderful supporters, our Patreon members. And of course, our Patreon subscribers are so wonderful. They bless us uh, with just their not only opinions and support, but of course, those cash dollars. Uh, but you got a lot of bang for your buck when it comes to that. Uh, so one of those uh, things, you go to patreon.com slash galactic dads. You can see our page and all the wonderful stuff that we offer. Uh, and if you support at the producer or above level, you get mentioned on every single episode of the show. And as such, it is time. It is time to thank our fine patron supporters at that level and above. And of course, I'm going to let Laser Eric start off with the OG Patreon supporter uh, who deserves so much applause. The genuine article, Mr. Keith Jefferson. Love him. Yep. Day one producer level and his support has not wavered once and we love him for it we appreciate it uh self-described geek uh great father in his own right still haven't met the man in person but there's always time for that oh i bet we'll Um, see him at fan expo if we get there i can see that i can see that we're gonna be there booth or not or at least i am i don't you know yeah but but, uh, we'll be there it's just will there be a booth yeah absolutely but, uh, but Keith, we love you, man. Thank you very much for your support. We really do appreciate it. We really do. And, of course, that takes us to our next uh, special K. Uh, he is the man who gives so much to the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Tons of ideas. Is always willing and re- ready to support us when we do show up at cons, uh, especially Quad County. He's been there twice, maybe three times now. I think it's three times now. I think it is three, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's always there to support uh, he's got great content ideas, and he's an excellent member of the 501st. Uh, so TK31788, we really appreciate you and all of your support. And if you guys want to see more from this wonderful man, go check out his page, Brickin' Ain't Easy, over on Instagram. Uh, and he will definitely let you know that he is a fan of Legos. Uh, so definitely mm-hmm. go check that out. He comes up with some interesting stuff on the Lego front, dude. He really does. He shared a meme today that said, uh, hey, share this for everyone who's asking. And it's the meme of like a, a wintry road and the road just says, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I did. I saw that, too. I like that. How are the roads? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. I probably got that question seven times today. So, yeah, it happens nonstop. Mm hmm. All right, and that takes us over to our uh, next producer level uh, Patreon supporter, and that's Azure Laser. Uh, he is a gaming man who likes to build Gundams and uh, really lives the geek life that we all love and cherish here on the Galactic Dads. Uh, he's a really cool dude, and he hails from Texas, so he has no idea what this wintry weather is all about, except for once, maybe every 10 years. Is it still a dry heat in February? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think the dry heat in February is just one of their... Um, ribs rubs that they use i probably got that in my cabinet actually yeah yeah i'm sure you do <laughs> i'm sure you do so azure laser we really appreciate you and your support as well yes uh, thank and, you and that takes us on to our i love you 3000 level patreon subscriber and that is joe president joe is the founder and showrunner over at the comic shop couch podcast a sister podcast on the galactic dads media network uh we really appreciate all of his nerd fandom the man uh, cosplays as a very impressive Bane, has incredible Batman tattoo, is a wonderful father, and has a great flaming flaming van story that we've covered on this show, uh, as he has been on the Galactic Dads podcast before himself. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, So we really appreciate uh, Joe President. Uh, We appreciate his support and everything else. Joe, you're the man. Thank you very much. And then lastly, I also want to point out that you do have the option to be an annual subscriber to the show. You just pay once a year. And uh, our annual subscriber is Special K. Special K is a really great dude. Excellent father. Huge Star Wars nut as such. He co-hosts the Force Diet podcast over with Jedi John. Uh, another one of the wonderful shows that we have on the Galactic Dads Media Network. Uh, so definitely go check that out. They have awesome in-depth Star Wars content. Uh, we barely scratched the surface, and these guys take it into hyperspace. So uh, definitely go check that out. But in regards to all of our wonderful patrons, we love you. We appreciate you, and uh, we lo- really love your support, and you guys have all definitely earned this. All right. I think you know what that means, Laser Eric. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, yep. indeed. It is time for the outro. So listen, guys, we appreciate you all for listening. And as we finish these drinks and we say cheers, we want to thank you for listening on whatever platform uh, that you're hearing our sultry voices through. Uh, if you could do us a big favor and leave a review or a rating on that particular platform, that would be huge and help us out tremendously. Uh, and go ahead and share it too. Let everybody know that you're listening to the Galactic Dads podcast and you love it. Uh, but uh, no matter where you're listening, don't forget to check us out on patreon.com uh, slash Galactic Dads. You can see bonus episodes and uh, other things exclusive only to Patreon members, including merch. We're talking t-shirts, hats, hoodies, stickers, all sorts of good stuff. Um, yeah, you get your hands on that sweet merch. And then uh, you also have exclusive after hours episodes of the podcast uh, that are only available on our Patreon. So definitely go check that out guys mm-hmm. uh, for all the links to all the socials. You can follow us and all the wacky things we do. Uh, we're posting some really good memes lately, by the way, uh, that yes, are, that the are memes pretty fire. Very entertaining. <laughs> so you can go check those out. Uh, hit up the socials in the show notes and you can see where we're at. Uh, but listen till next episode. We want to thank all of you guys for listening and keep on doing the dad thing. Cheers. Cheers.